was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And welcome to episode 96. Almost there, people. Almost there. Look, in this episode, we're going to be talking about, yes, Will Smith finally speaks. What does this mean Mm. overall? Okay. Jesus and Meryl broke up, but why? And what can we learn from this? Instagram being transparent and making changes and taking it back. And then, of course, uh, the one and only Kevin Hart did an amazing interview that I think has everybody buzzing and we have to talk about it. Moose, how are you feeling about this episode? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm just seeing that change is inevitable and there's a lot of lessons on how to deal with change through this episode. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And of course, shout out to all our audio listeners, Uh, seasoned ones, new ones, and all our viewers, wherever you are watching this, we appreciate it. And this episode is powered by Ecamm Live, the number one, the number one all-in-one live streaming platform that allows us to have this global podcast. It allows us to do the videos, the audio, everything you need for podcasting, pre-recording, and live stream is all done through Ecamm Live. If you want 14 days for free, go to www.nickyandmoose.com slash Ecamm, E-C-A-M-M, to get that 14-day trial. Moose, how are we feeling? Man, feeling, uh, what can I say? Oh, blessed and busy. Okay. That's, uh, all right. That's what, uh, that's what I got this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm blessed because I'm busy or I'm busy because I'm blessed, but mm. whatever it is, I'm, I'm happy to be doing it, man. No, things are good. Things are good. Just uh, a lot of work going on. I've been uh, at it a couple weeks straight. So after, uh, I think after Monday, I should have a couple of days to just relax a little bit and uh, enjoy the rest of the summer somewhat. Oh, praise God. Look at that. Yay. Yeah. Enjoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoying. Yeah. I, I love low it. balance. Low I, balance. I'm with that. Yeah, low balance. I'm with that. And for me, yeah. it's birthday week. Hey. So by the time you hear this, it is the day before my birthday. Uh, so uh, I'm very excited about that. I have a whole week, uh, pretty much, pretty much a whole week of clarity and learning something new. So I'm excited about this. Um, I will be. Uh, at Invest Fest, if anybody in Atlanta is, or if you, wherever you are going to Invest Fest, I'm going to be in Invest Fest. So uh, please do me a favor, say hi to me, okay? Do not DM me, do not DM Moose, do not DM Nikki and Moose on some, ah, oh, I saw you, 
I saw looked, you. It looked so busy. I just, you know, I love what you... No, I say was, hi. I was afraid to say hi. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Please. Yeah, was, please was, say hi. I stop everything what I do to say hi to people. Please say hi. I don't... I don't know you, so I, I can't. Mm. I can't come up to you, and don't stare at me because I'm, I'm a New Yorker. So if you stare at me too long, I feel uncomfortable, and it may trigger some right. things. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so what? So what you looking at? Right, right. Like, oh, what are we oh. doing? You, oh, you watch? Oh, you watch a podcast? Wow. Oh man. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, podcast. I got one of those. You know yeah. what I, mean? <laughs> I got one of those. Hilarious. So yeah. So say, uh, come through. It'll be. On birthday weekend, so, uh, but if you're listening to this after uh, birthday week, which is August uh, 3rd is my birthday, um, I don't know, say hi to me whenever you see me. How about that? Whenever you see me, mm-hmm. say hi. But let's get into this episode. <laughs> yes, we have to talk about it. Will Smith finally spoke. Finally. Um, I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't. It definitely wasn't expected. I definitely don't feel like he owed us anything. But he did say something. So let's just go straight to it and, and kind of break this down. Why didn't you apologize to Chris in your acceptance speech? Um... I was fogged out by that point. It's 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 all fuzzy. I've reached out to Chris, um, and the mes- the message that came back is that uh, he's not ready to talk, and when he is, he will reach out to all my fellow nominees. You know, this is a community. It's like I won because you you voted for me, and it it, it really breaks my heart to have stolen and and tarnished tarnished your moment. I promise you, I am uh, deeply devoted and committed to putting light and love and joy into the world. And you know. If you if you hang on, I promise we'll be able to be friends again. So normally, you know, and still, you know, we don't do gossip and kind of like that vibe. Um, it was that last statement for me that I was like, yo, we got to talk about it because it was more like, yo, if you stick around. We could be friends again, meaning he already understands he broke brand trust. And that's huge when having a brand, you don't want to crush that in any kind of way. Now, Will Smith is a huge, like, I don't think to some people he could do any wrong and be like, cancel Will Smith, but facts are facts. He does have a 10 year band on what, what was the Oscars? What was it? From the Oscars. Yeah. Okay. So he has a 10 year band from that award ceremony. So I think his first step, he understood. I, even though he doesn't owe the audience anything, he doesn't owe us anything. He could have handled that. 
behind the scenes with Chris, even though it said in the video, yo, I've reached out, he's not ready. And from people who have reported from Chris Rock's uh, shows, he speaks on it like very little. He, he, Chris Rock himself still hasn't said anything super public. What he has says is like, I'm not a victim, right? He does crack a few jokes, but he, he said, yo, if you came here to hear about this, about the slap, uh, I'm not, you, you came to the wrong show. You came to the wrong show. So mm. he still hasn't really addressed it. He's still processing it. But I think for Will Smith, in order, the first step of trying to rebuild brand trust is let me apologize publicly because what we do behind closed doors, even though we are public figures, doesn't mean anything to our audience. So being a public figure, I have to publicly apologize, right? Which is a lot of pressure, like yeah. a crazy amount of pressure. But, but I do, I do appreciate that he understands that this is going to be a long road. T 10 years, the max or maybe the minimum, the depends. 10 years means something, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, for me personally, in my perspective, I, I got over it at, at hello. Like, I didn't, people are in their emotions. We have to remember Will Smith, regardless of, of being the role model, regardless of being the star, regardless of being father, husband, all that. He's still a human. And people are going to make mistakes. And though it did affect Chris Rock and Chris Rock's family and, and friends, and, you know, it, it had a, a, a lasting uh, moment towards the award ceremony. And, and it affected more than just that moment, right? At the end of the day, he's still a human being. And even, um, shout out to FAQ podcast when they had uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff said, look, I never want to write a book because what Will Smith had to address and let out and probably still holding on to some things is a lot. And mm -hmm. so we just don't know what people are going through to hold him to like, you can't do no wrong. You embarrassed us and this like, but what are you doing? Yeah. 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 It's crazy, man. And, and I've, I've said this publicly a lot. Will Smith is uh, I'm a huge Will Smith fan. I, I definitely growing up, watched a lot of Will Smith. So uh, definitely admired him in a lot of different ways. Not that that's changed now, but I think the lesson that a lot of people should really tune into and, and even think about it from a business perspective is that success in one phase of your business or your life does not guarantee success in the next phase. So, of course, a lot of us know, like I said, for me at least, I know Will Smith through Fresh Prince. I know Will Smith through Men in Black, Bad Boys, right? The, the mega movie star that we know was going to sell out in the summer. He was just going to kill it. Whatever movie he put out, everyone's going to fall in love. It's going to be a guaranteed hit. What you've noticed over the last couple of years is the transition of Will Smith trying to explore or launch the next phase of his career, which is 
Let me put out and launch my production company. Let me utilize social media, YouTube, Instagram to express my creativity and really build the next phase of my career without having to rely on big production houses. So now that a lot of this is not cleaned up in the editing room, we're seeing, and he's having to deal with maybe some of the flaws that he couldn't have addressed, uh, have addressed before. So I think that's what you're, that's definitely one lesson to take away and always remember that success in one phase of your life or your business does not automatically guarantee in the next, does not automatically guarantee success in the next phase. It gives you a head start. It gives you attention because people say, oh, shoot, yo, Will, oh, you, you want to hear? Okay, cool. Let me tune in. And you're going to get that, that loyalty just because of what you've done previously. But it doesn't guarantee because at the end of the day, it's a different territory. But I will say, above all else, I have to give respect for the courage to come out and say it, what he said, whether people see it as an apology, whatever it is. I think the fact to, that he sat down and said those things in spite of it probably not being uh, something that people were looking forward to or he's just bouncing back from a bad situation, it shows that he, had a, he has a lot of courage to just say, you know what, I'm going to man up, I'm going to face it. And that's a great example for a lot of people to see because, you know, everyone can benefit from owning their wrongs. And I like that even in his at his status, he's saying, yeah, I did wrong, too. And whether you want to hear it or not, I'm still going to say it. What do you feel should be or suggested next steps to build back up the trust for the people? It's well, from the it's people. it's tough. Yeah. I, I mean, I the reason why. And again, as a Will Smith fan, I'm saying the reason it, this one is going to be a little bit tougher than previous. It's because he just put out the book. Right. And his book, he really revealed his trauma. And, and we saw videos of him breaking down in the writing and the editing room of trying to put that together. So the big factor in the back of my mind, as someone who's paying attention to a lot of those details, wait a minute, are all of these attempts to grow acts or are they really happening? Mm. Right. And I, I'm, look, I'm not I'm not talking bad. I'm just saying Time after time, again, especially when these incidents happen so close to each other, it says, dang, but you just said this was the big win for you and the book was the accomplishment. Right. So, 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 so now what? So I think he has to either really open up deeper into his process and, and make it less editing, mm -hmm. like just keep it super organic, super selfie in the, in the camera kind of thing to maybe use that as, as a way to win some people over or just show that it's not an act. So I'm, I'm sure their team is, is, is building that up right now. Even just the fact that it was three months to the day. Right. I mean, it happened. I, I was looking at his last post. I think it was March or April 29th at the time or 28th at, this, at the day this is being recorded. And the post came out. So a lot of it is, I get it, it's, I have big publicists and there's intentionality behind everything, but I think people are probably going to want to see things be a little bit less perfect and just super organic to say, okay, no, this is, this is real. It's mm -hmm. not an act. Yeah. I mean, he owns a whole production company, so. I mean. 
off the chain and it's super creative too. Like I can't knock it as, as a perfectionist. I love every part of what right. he does, but I'm just saying from a trust standpoint, you can't help but think in the back of your mind, okay, how much of this is acting? I mean, you're literally an actor. Right. You can probably turn it on on camera in your sleep. Right. So how much of this is an act and how much of it is genuine is probably the thought that's going to be running through some people's minds, I imagine. Mm. This is true. This is true. Do you think yeah. do you think it is needed to see them? You know how like you had those rap beefs and then they came together and it was like, yeah. oh, it's part of culture and it's great. Yeah, do you yeah, believe yeah. that something like that has to happen between uh Chris Rock and and Will Smith to maybe seal the brand trust like okay that yeah this is this is a wrap i'm I'm not gonna say it's not it's not needed i think things like that are always good mm -hmm. but i also want to challenge the culture or whoever's listening is that people of that age or demographic we've already seen a lot of these makeups already happen so how many more times do we need to see it happen before we stop repeating the mistake so we've seen Shaq and kobe sit down Mm -hmm. We've seen Isaiah Thomas and Magic sit down, I believe. Mm -hmm. we've, seen a, we've seen a few of these conversations take place. So I think we as a society probably need to start owning up to some of these things a little bit and, and really stepping up to the plate. And of course, with that, it's the process of taking mental health and, and healing some of these traumas a little bit more seriously and being proactive in that. But I'm just saying for that era or that generation, you have examples of people who sat down and hash it out. So I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Rock and Will Smith sit down and hash it out. I mean, the day it happened, Diddy came out and said, nope, this is all going to be taken care of. Don't worry about it. They're, they're brothers. This is good. Don't even, you know, don't even worry about it. But I will say we probably need to see more of those examples for the younger generation. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's the generation right now that I don't think they, I'm not saying they may not look up to a Will Smith, but the younger generation is, you know, they're, they're young. They're young. They're, they're living a whole different life right now. So uh, we got to see people of that generation or people who can inspire that generation start to really push that message out to them as well. That's a fact. Yeah. Listen, people. I'm, root I'm rooting for Will Smith. I'm just... Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm rooting for him. I think it's going to be... Um, I think it's going to be a journey, but... I do we have to learn that to to kind of end this segment like when there is something significant that happens not saying we will all have will smith moments but there we will all make mistakes what in our mind do we have as damage control what do we do when we have to build our brand trust back like how, how, mm -hmm. what are some of the things we know we have to do? How hard do we have to work? Who, what front face stuff do we have to do to be like, oh, okay, it was yeah. a mistake, you know, like, and so it's going to happen to all of us. Like I said, not, maybe not in that kind of status, but mistakes are always going to happen. And so we are going to break a bit of brand trust. What is going to be our damage control around that? So. In the comments, uh, 
whether it is YouTube, DM us, what do you think Will Smith should be doing at this moment now that he's back outside? He's back outside, people. Um, what should he do at this moment to kind of build brand trust? That's what I'll say. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what good. I'll say. That's good. But uh, we are sad to say that we have received news that uh, a group, well, I would say a group, but a mm. duo that someone, is, someone inspired us. Right, bro. Um, devastated. Has has called it to an end. Jesus and Mero, uh, I don't know, broke up, kind of separated. Like they're just no longer uh, together. You know what I mean? No longer together. Now, um, Mero from Jesus and Mero came out and kind of gave the reason and the reason why we're bringing this up because I want to talk about the blueprint and some of the things we learned from Jesus Samaro, but more also um, like what what next with such success, success right? Like what do we kind of expect? Do, do we expect kind of going in the background? Do we expect the le how do we leverage the the success that we have at this moment? So let's let's hear what Romero has to say. Yeah, nah. I mean, you know, it's just natural progression, man. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, it's like 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 uh, like we said on the podcast, it's Hollywood, baby. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you you develop uh, strengths and things that you want to explore and do. You know what I mean? And then you know things come through naturally things just happen like naturally you know yeah. and you know it's business every, like, at the end like, of the day like spike jones said on the vice Land show everything is finite i really want to hear what moose has to say man so the crazy thing is uh of course i so i came across this is a during the pandemic believe it or not i've heard and seen some of their stuff briefly but i never dove in mm -hmm. so in the pandemic, in the apartment alone, bored, and and so busy with work because of everything that was happening at the time and us transitioning and everything, that used to be my escape. Like the final hour of the day, just tuning into their stuff, I'm hysterically laughing, just absolutely amazed at how natural and organic and, and spot on they are to the New York experience mm -hmm. because... There are two kids from New York, from the Bronx, who couldn't have really polarized the New York experience any better. I, I thought it was spot on. So as a New Yorker, I'm super in tune. And of course, I start to watch. So to see this happen now, it's certainly disappointing, right? It's, 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 it's almost as if Derek Jeter would have got traded from the Yankees. You're like, dang, like, really? You spent all this time with the Yankees and you're left. So, again, I'm sure people can relate, right? It's think about your star athlete, LeBron James leaving Cleveland. It's, it's that kind of feeling. But at the same time, I have to say, while it's super frustrating, I think they're going to do just fine. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see each of them pop up. And this probably must have been in the works for a while because they were starting to appear separately. I noticed even in 
speaking of Derek Jeter, there was the documentary that came out mm-hmm. and and Merrill was there. He was at Yankee Stadium doing some of the interviews and the rollout during that time. So I, I didn't see it coming, but I do have to say, as disappointing as it is, I I think they're going to be just fine career-wise. As a fan, again, as someone who tunes in, I, I obviously hate to see that happen just because they were incredibly successful. But I guess if you're going to leave, you might as well leave on top, and they're certainly doing that. It's not that Showtime didn't bring them back for another season. They were getting opportunities to come back and all that. So I guess they left in a, in a good way, but it definitely sucks for a lot of people who, who enjoyed the show. Yeah, it. I mean, they've been they've been on a run since 2013, right? Yeah. So, for those who don't really know the history, 2013 they had uh they were in Complex. I think it was uh Jesus versus Marrow podcast. Then they did the Bodega Boys podcast. That was around 2015. We have. Viceland, which created so many viral moments, right? And that was 2016. And in 2019, Showtime with over 200 episodes. Like, these are two guys from New York doing Showtime. Like, off of just perspectives, funniness. It's, it is he, they've definitely paved the way for a lot of people. Now, based off what Merrill said, awesome, just, you know, wanting to do other stuff. From 2013 to now, I am mad that it's like, okay, like, how long are did you want to do this? Because I, I think now the, our original reason of, of growing... Of, of growing this maybe have been met and now I want to do other things. And that's perfectly fine. Now, of course, uh, once again, we are not the gossip people. There is stuff stirring around of why it may be, you know, they have broken up, but we can only go based off the facts of what is being put out there by them. And if you're going to say creative differences, not create differences, just to do, other creative yeah. things, right? I think that's fine. I think they it's due. Over 200 episodes on Showtime alone. And that's just from 2019 to now. What? They have an am- COVID. Right. They have an amazing run and interviewed amazing people. And so I I I look at this now and be, hmm, if I was one of them. What would I do right now? Like, how can I uh, stay relevant? And what I love about what Mero is doing right now is he's active. Like, he is in different shows, podcasts, interviews. He he understands, okay, y'all talking about me because of this breakup. So I could do numbers. Like, people are going to want to see if I'm going to talk messy, all this great stuff. They're going to watch the whole thing. I think that's brilliant. And I think when you are in a partnership that is successful, 
you want to leverage that that momentum that it has. Even if it ended on your end, there's still a, a, a grace period that you could take advantage of and grab other different businesses if you didn't, grab other different opportunities if you didn't in in the midst of the partnerships, right? Like I I I would I would be lying if I didn't look at this and be like, when we look at us, like, wait, when when are we going? Right. I don't wanna. What yeah, I yeah. would I would see it would it would evolve into something else, right? I wouldn't be like, oh, we're not doing anything at all, right? Mm -hmm. And once again, we don't know what's happening in the back end. They may have other stuff, you know, in the works. But right now, that particular part of it has ended. Me, I'm thinking of a blueprint. And for anybody who is in a partnership, you know, uh, whether two people, four people, whatever it is, what is what is going to be next that and I love that later on, we're going to really talk about this as well, that if this was to come crumbling down, whatever your your thing is right now for us is the podcast. But if this is to ever crumble down, we have something else like we're working on something else in the background that, OK, this is cool. And this is what front face is bringing people in. But we have something else over here that is super impactful that up or down of either or both is a win-win. And so you kind of want to think about these partnerships and these, you know, these collaborations of what's next already kind of in the beginning. I was already in the beginning, like, okay, I'm doing business with Moose. I don't know how, I don't know what. I'm going to figure it out, but we're going to do something longer than this. This is just to see how, how could, because this is, if you ever want to test friendship, work ethic, mm. anything, do a podcast. Yeah. Do it every yeah. week. Do, do it when you don't even feel, I'm just saying, do a podcast, right? Do something that is going to create daily or, or weekly situations, right? It'll test you real quick. So they've been tested multiple times. Maybe they were just like, yeah. hey, I wanna, I wanna do this. I wanna do that. I wanna, I wanna start interviewing other people solo. You know, like, yeah. what does it mean? Yeah, and I, and I, and I, yeah, and I, and I get it because in, in the way that they're signed up to do business, they have to travel, they have to do shows and be at the same place at the same time. Mm -hmm. They have to, they're almost in a relationship together. They yes. have to do so much together because they're alive. So granted, you know, our, our show is, is virtual. Once we're done recording, we each go home immediately. <laughs> you know, right. we are home. So it's, it's, a, it's a convenience. So I understand some of the elements that I'm sure make it challenging for people to stay in partnership that long. But like I said, I, I'd be interested to see how this next chapter unfolds. You, you know, of course, everyone's going to race ahead and say, well, what do you think caused it other than creative freedom? Is it money? Is it some of these other things? And it, it's interesting. And whatever they did, they and this is the part that I bet no one's going to talk about, but it is important to highlight mm -hmm. whatever it is. I'm sure this has been happening for a while. And by watching the shows or watching them, 
you could have never thought that was coming up because they still continue to operate at a standard of excellence and just put out great work. So that's something that I think also deserves a round of respect that regardless of what was happening, they still kept things clean on the front end. They acted like professionals. They put out great quality work. So that, that part has to be acknowledged. Listen, from a podcast to a whole late night premiere show, that's huge. Yeah. That's nothing to go. audiences the whole night. Listen, I'm just saying. Respect. We, we started with a podcast. So. Yeah. I want a late night show now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't want a late night show. I want prime time. But we're we, we going to talk about that another time. We're going to talk about that another right. time. Right? right? Um, But let's. Okay, we. I'm going to get in my bag a little bit about this one, people. I'm going to get a little bit in my bag. Um, Instagram is Instagram is making some news again. All right. Let's, let's talk about it. Instagram made some updates uh, that people have not been happy about. Right? People such as the Kardashians. Right? A lot of celebrities have been voicing their frustration with Instagram as far as uh, we want the old Instagram to be back. Stop becoming TikTok. What are you doing? This isn't fair anymore, right? So uh, recently they've been putting updates out like having a full immersive experience, whether it's pictures, videos, it's just going to take up your whole phone pretty much, just like how TikTok does Plus, everything is going to be more uh, focused towards uh, video. So everything that you see, long form, short form, is all going to be in a certain format called uh, Instagram Reels. Now, uh, certain people, right? Uh, Kylie Jenner, uh, to be exact. Kind of big because um, she got a guap of uh, followers. So if she complains, Instagram is going to listen. And uh, she posted on her stories, make Instagram, Instagram again. Stop trying to be TikTok. I just want to see cute photos of my friends. Sincerely, everybody. She said, please. And like all her sisters loved on it. And so uh, what do you think happened? Uh, Instagram kind of retracted so let's i did a little reel shout out to those people who uh follow me on the gram uh i did a little reel about it let's look at it instagram a lot of people are confused about these changes what's up totally reasonable to be confused lots of different moving pieces i'm going to break it down into its components on the first thing the full screen feed design the new feed design test we heard you it's not working we've actually turned that test off no one has it as of last I, what about all these recommendations that I'm getting that I don't care about? I think we got ahead of our skis on this one. I think we were not recommending content that was as relevant as it should be. And so we've scaled down the percentage of feed that our recommendation, and we're not going to increase that percentage until we are much more confident that you're discovering things that you love and that we're hearing back from people that they're actually enjoying what they're seeing. With all these changes, do you care about the small creators or those big creators like Kim Kardashian and them? going to prioritize smaller creators over bigger creators when push comes to shove and i want to be honest about that 
I love that, but you listen to only big creators when you wanted to make updates or retract from updates. Mm. I'm just saying, I just, I just noticed that. You know what I mean? Like, how are Out you? Out the gate. No, 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 no. Let's talk about it. Because you can't <laughs> sit here and say that you care yeah. about small creators, but these small creators have been complaining left and right about these numerous updates and but when the kardashians say something oh we heard you um we're actually it was just a test we took it back don't worry about it. all of this all these updates they're test we can take it back now this part we can't really but this one we can right so mm-hmm. that off top irked me like it, it just it irked me a little bit. Now, two, if all these celebrities have a problem with Instagram, why don't you get off Instagram? Just get off. But we already know you're not going to because it is a business. People see how many followers you have on Instagram for you to jump on a different platform. You risk the of the, you risk the lower following count off the rip. Like you have to build that up. I mean, you spent years probably building up your Instagram following the way it is. So only true diehard people or maybe because it'll be on the news just ongoers would possibly follow you, but it probably won't be the same amount that you have on Instagram. And Instagram brings all of you guys money from a posting standpoint, from a exposure standpoint, all that. We already understand that. Now, this is what I'll say. And then I have a question for Moose where this is a free platform. What do you expect for something you don't pay for? We we can complain all day about Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all these algorithms changes. Oh my god, this why would you do this? Listen, we don't pay for this. We get what we pay for. If I don't pay for it, I'm expecting frustration. If I don't pay for it, I'm expecting sometimes you don't even notice me because I didn't pay for it, right? Mm. Now, the whole point of social media is a, it's a tool to leverage to become a global brand, period. You can look no matter what platform you're on, check your insights and you go to countries and not cities And you're going to see that you have followers or people who've engaged with your stuff that is outside of the country that you are in, regardless of what country you're listening is from. Because we know we have global people. Shout out to uh, Sri Lanka and Jamaica and Great Britain and everybody who listens to us. Whatever country that you're in right now, just check your insights, check your analytics and go to countries and you're going to realize that. Social media is the only tool that will allow you to speak to people worldwide without traveling. 
without paying expensive phone bills, without doing anything but posting. So for that standpoint, we can't really get so frustrated and demand the platforms to do this, that, and the third when we don't pay for anything. Actually, they use us. The more people that they have on the platforms, the more people that are active on it, the more they get paid. We're, right. we're users. We're not people. We're users on a platform and advertisers will pay for that. So the only thing I can say about these particular changes, whether they're good, bad, whatever, I, I particularly don't care. I care about how are we getting people off of social media? How are we creating that community? How are we converting the people? How are we leveraging, leveraging these platforms in order for this not to frustrate us so much? People who are frustrated are people who don't really have something outside such as a community. They're yeah, depending yeah. too much on the, they're leaning too much on the platform when it's more supposed to be a tool than a clutch. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly the point I was going to make. And I love that you said it because it, it, it's a great segue. It's Instagram is, is supposed to be used as an additional resource, not an ecosystem, meaning that it's not your end all be all. And I think because of the ease of use, because of the technology, because of the reach, because of all the different features, because of the growing number of people on the platform, I'll just be honest, entrepreneurs and creators got lazy mm. and they have just kept all of their efforts reliant on Instagram favoring them forever. And truth be told, I need gun they shots. are a business where's, first. Where's gunshots? <laughs> I should have gunshots. gunshots for y'all. Yeah. Moose is coming for your head on that one. I'm, I'm going to stay quiet. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, they, they're a business first. So to be honest with you, while I understand what he's doing, and of course, I, I don't want to speak badly, but I'd rather him have just stood on his stance. Right. If if you're saying this is what's going to be for the betterment of the platform moving forward, don't double back, like you said, because a big name creator, someone with big celebrity status said, oh, we want the old thing back. And you instantly did it because, of course, every, I'm sure there are two two views here. One is going to say, well, what a great CEO. He's listening to his customers and he's adjusting. But at the same time, if you're telling me this is something that is the best thing, the what I'm doing here is the best thing for us, then, and you automatically change it that quick, then was it really the best thing for me? Probably not, right? Because if it's beneficial for me, you would have kept it. You would have kept it the same and taught me and trained me on how to do it. So I do think a big part of it, and, and that's probably the blessing and the curse of technology, is that a lot of these changes and innovations or updates are happening too fast. So people are not finding rhythm. It is it is exhausting for creators when you're working your butt off, especially for those who make a full-time living doing this. You're relying on people seeing your content so that you can make a living. So you're working your butt off to get the views or the attention that you need to, to drive traffic and, and continue to grow your business. 
and then automatically they change the algorithm. You go through this decline of what the heck is going on, and then you do the work to make the adjustment. And then, so you can't run a business on something that is going to change every couple of months where you don't even control the market conditions in a sense, right? In this case, the algorithm or how the platform is being used. So to your point, we, we can't continue to see these trends and accept or expect it to change forever. We have to start making adjustments on our end. Of course, we saw that there are other alternatives. There are, there are other social platforms that favor the creator and they allow you to get paid and do these other things. But more importantly, from a strategic business end, you should be thinking about how to drive traffic and get direct, direct messaging to your consumers without having to rely on the platform to showcase your messaging or your content and the algorithm and all these other things. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that big time, Nick's. It's, it's, it's made us lazy and, and not as say agile as we used to be and thinking about, okay, how do I get people to subscribe to my email list or how can I get them into my text messaging group or my community? So that's, that's a focus that a lot of us have to really pay attention to moving forward. And I, I will say this based off what you said as well. Like, I I could appreciate if this is the true case that he's listening the all of Instagram not just Adam right but that Instagram is listening to their audience to their users and saying you know what boom we're going to take this back based off your feedback right it's just a coincidence that the changes were made after certain high profile celebrities said something right so it's yeah. it's question it's questionable but if if we can learn for for all brands and businesses like if we can learn from instagram it is uh be okay with testing new things out in order to get feedback right don't be so uh you know, bogged down and being like, this is it. We're putting this out. That's it. I don't care what you say. We believe this is great. Like still having your ear to the streets, the digital streets for, for most cases, right? As far as, all right, we're going to put this out. We're going to test it out. We're going to see how it works to a selective uh, group of people. Cause that's what Instagram did. I don't think I had that full immersive, uh, experience right so to to a selective few certain people are going to get this we're going to see how they react we're going to make changes if we need to or we're going to uh deploy it to everybody else right we're going to uh be able to be transparent about our changes right what i love about instagram is they are transparent past year or so we never heard anything about Instagram. Now we're hearing and seeing almost every single week. So not only do we do changes, but we are upfront about our changes. We're not hiding it from you. We're going to show you exactly how to use it. Who is it for? When is it rolling out? We're communicating with our audience. So are we communicating, over-communicating sometimes with our audience in order for them to build that brand trust, credibility, right? And and just the know 
of what's going on because you have invested in us, whether from a time or a uh, money standpoint. So I would say those two things is really dope to see from this whole situation that we can learn for ourselves. Yeah, that's good. And let's let's talk about this because everybody's talking about this particular interview, right? Kevin Hart, the pivot. Shout out to the pivot. Um, we love your interviews clearly. Um, but if y'all haven't seen this Kevin Hart interview after this podcast, please go check out the whole thing. Please check out the whole thing, right? Um, due to time, we're going to have to do a part two of this, clearly, right? Mm-hmm. But um, there's this, there's a few clips that we we picked out from it that we feel that can really bring in a lot of value as we're growing our brands and businesses. One of them was just... And and this is Moose's favorite, which is, uh, was it Div- diversify your diversify? Profi- yep. Yeah. Diversify your portfolio, right? Um, the question was, how do you stay on top? Like, Kevin Hart's been on top for the longest. How do you stay on top? What what's going to keep you relevant? And so, he answered it like this. Getting to the top is about staying there. How the f- do you stay there? I got I got I need other branches. So my my branches became the business. The business became my because if I build that, well, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna own everything I do. I'm gonna own the the space. So if this ever does peak down, it doesn't matter. I'm in a my hobby is ownership now. That's that's good. That's the that's the pure Nipsey hustle model right there, and I'm I'm sure you'll talk to it some. But you know, I've I've talked about it on previous episodes, and I've encouraged people to think about how they can cut out the middleman. That's what we know. Uh, for those of us who uh, just grew up in the city, we say cut out the middleman, or what big corporations know as vertical integration. Right, the more that you can grow into something, you have to think about why would I continue to outsource such a big part of my business to somebody else when they are cutting into my profits and essentially making my expenses continue to expand? So that is really what he's talking about. And if you look over Kevin Hart's career and his business moves and just what he's done, he finally got the attention that he deserves and had people in tune with his comedy and his stand-ups. And then he started taken over the production of it and made it almost a movie like, that I don't know. But me personally, that was the first time I ever went to see a stand up comedy show at the theater, like at a movie theater mm-hmm. that was, I've never experienced that before. And he took full control of that distribution, the, the capturing of that content and putting that thing together. And it was a full immersive experience. So I think he, he is, Probably one of those people that's honestly ahead of his time. He's incredibly intelligent. I know, of course, he has a great team and he talks about that openly, but he is very intelligent because he's been doing this for quite some time now. 
So it only makes sense that his partnerships are continuing to grow. But I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of us, and, and, and I love, he, he actually mentions it a little bit in that interview. So like you said, definitely go back and watch the full context of it. I love that he has always thought about more than just himself. And quite honestly, this is probably the big reason why a lot of businesses or business owners at some point are going to either plateau or just completely fail is that they were only building the business to take care of their own problems. So they wanted time freedom. They wanted financial freedom. They wanted to send their children to school. They, so when you reach those goals, there's no really need for you to continue to think about, well, how do I continue to grow? How do I get more people in this position? What else do I need to overcome? Regardless of the, the challenge ahead of you, when the goal is beyond you, you're going to come up with something great that is inclusive, right? And and it all and gives these people opportunities. So that's the one thing that I will say just from, from a business standpoint, it, it, it's one of the things that ends up stifling people is that they don't see there's more to go because they're just, they're just, well, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, you may not be, but I'm good right now. So it's it's uh Again, it's incredible to see what he's done, but that's got to be the move for us. We got to think about how do we keep growing despite of the comfort that we might have through the success that we've built. Yeah, it's a continuation of what we were kind of talking about with the Jesus and Mero thing. Like when things go down, what else do you have? Right? And he's... Kevin Hart is still on top of the of the comedy game, right? Still, yeah. uh, still selling out, still streaming, still everything. He's box office, all that great stuff. But now he's like, you know what? I took care of this part. I might as well own it. Like I might as well create other opportunities for other people. I might as well. Um, you know, have this under my name and build this now with an extra purpose. Like, of course, in the beginning, the hustle and bustle, like now I'm trying to get my name out, right? Mm -hmm. To get these different opportunities. Now he's he has somewhat of the same drive because he's now getting his name out, but from a bigger level. Like now yeah. it's a production company. Now it's it's you know, generational wealth. Now it's more of this can be global than necessarily just leaning on me. And, and I look at it more like when the personal brand is done because just like anything else is going to go up and down, right? But when the personal brand may be not necessarily super relevant, do you have your business intact? And I think that's why we go so strong here because yes, you are the brand and you have to somewhat be the spokesperson of what you're doing to bring traffic, but to bring traffic to your business because the business is going to last longer than you. So though, you know, he can have an amazing run though your personal brand can have an amazing run 
It's going to end at some point. And depending how strong you built that that business, depending how strong you have your products and services, depending how strong you have your team, that's going to last way longer than anything else because your personal brand is going to die with you. Mm-hmm. It's going to die with you. It's just a fact. It may last a little bit long because of your team or whatever, but that relevance kind of... and. As much as, as as I love Nip, and I'm not saying his personal brand died per se, but after we're, by the time this is being recorded, like we're three years in of his death, right? Some people are not moving with the same energy as when he was alive, right? Mm-hmm. Or even in the, the that first year everybody was screaming nip all day every day now you're getting more towards the core right but his other businesses marathon clothing mm. marathon cultivation right vector 99 like other businesses is running with nip's spirit so he yeah, died right but his businesses are still living on because he built that business. He built a strong one while he was building his personal brand. He had a strong team and he didn't just lean on him being the talent. Yeah, that's good. Let me, let me ask you a question. Cause I actually saw something today. Uh, I thought it was super interesting and probably something we in, we need to incorporate into the teachings just to to really help people prepare and plan. Mm. But they said that the the average career, excuse me, the average creator is going to have a creator career that spans five to seven years. Mm. I can see that. That's it. You know, so it's uh, depending on the type of creator that you are. At some point, you're going to have a spike. Yep. But then you're bound to fall down. Yep. There are new trends. There are new. There are new creators. There's just new generation. It's it's very fast. So, how much longer do you think a business will outlast a brand? So, if if a personal brand is no longer as relevant, mm-hmm. similar to what you're saying, right? With Nip, unfortunately, he passed. Yeah. Do, do you think a, a business can survive much longer, although the personal brand isn't as hot? Yeah. It, it all goes based off the structure and the team, right? Um, and we've covered this here. You know, you, you don't want the, the name. Like Nipsey Hustle. there's not a Nipsey Hustle store. Right. There's not a Nipsey hustle something like it's always something that could that doesn't depend on the person. Right. Yeah. Um, and even even if it does, like Hart Productions is a clearly last name of of Kevin Hart. Right. But it's the last name. So anybody mm-hmm. in the family or friends as close as family right mm-hmm. can keep that running and the last name can be meaning so many things with with it being called heart right yeah so 
depending how strong you built that business, once that personal brand uh, takes that that plunge or, you know, dies such as as Nipsey Hussle, right? The business is created to last longer than you. Period. Yeah, and that, and I, and I, and this is this is really the thing that I think a lot of creators need to remember is that regardless of how say how creative you need to be to to be successful in business, there is an essential part of your business that doesn't require as much creativity. Mm -hmm. Let me explain. If you remember the term essential, right? That was something that came from the, the pandemic that really helped put things into a black and white perspective for us. But if I'm a creator, there, the black and white or essential aspect of that might be graphic design, might be web design, might be video editing, right? So you can, to your point, build a business, a team or something around that that takes the essential element of your creativity and build a business around that. So should your personal brand go down, you at least have a tangible, essential-based business that is needed, right, for many other people to continue providing that service to them. I even think of other people, right? You might think of accounting or say, uh, uh, I don't know, there, there's, there's plenty more. I can't think of many right now, but I'm just saying, there's always that black and white aspect of a business that isn't as creative, it isn't as attractive, but quite frankly, those are the things that last way be way beyond the the fun part of a personal brand, right? The the the, the one that allows you to maybe get the the FaceTime or the limelight and attention from everyone. There are some things that are happening behind the scenes that they're not as attractive, but you know what? They'll be needed in the next 10 years, the 20 years, right? because they are essential parts of businesses that they can, they can go on forever. So yeah, that, that, that point is solid. If you, if you build it right and you're paying attention to that, you can definitely have something outlast you in that regard. Facts. Listen, people, we have to do a part two because mm -hmm. uh, there's definitely another clip from the pivot, but as well, uh, Kevin Hart has just been busy lately and has actually came out with uh, amazing interviews from amazing yeah. people. Uh, Jay-Z in particular, that I know people are in our DMs like, you you ain't going to talk about the Jay-Z and the uh, Kevin Hart thing? Oh, no, we had to get more facts. Oh, we got it. Okay, so we're going to have a part two of pretty much a Kevin Hart Breakdown, you know, that, that's what we're going to do. Kevin Hart breakdown, him and his production, uh, because you got to talk about it. That's that's a personal, that's a perfect blend of personal branding and business collide and seeing it in real life. So, yeah, we're going to talk about it, people. Uh, but we have something very special uh, for the after show, because uh, there's a part that we I'm probably going to get super transparent about, and we're going to talk about it in the after show. So let's do that. Um, of course, this is powered by Ecamm Live. If you want that 14-day trial, www.nikkiandmoose.com slash Ecamm Live. No, no, slash Ecamm, not, not Ecamm Live, slash Ecamm, okay? Um, follow us everywhere at Nikki and Moose. 
Moose, final words. Yeah, it's, it's been a couple of weeks. There's been some time since I've, I've had to shit. Yeah, I just I realized know. I, I, I know. had, to, had mm-hmm. to start warming it up. Well, actually, you did. Yeah, you did because I got, too, so that... I got forced to do one. I got forced to do one. No, no. I, uh, you know, uh, let's go with this one. I, I, I think a lot of people need to realize that having weaknesses doesn't make you a failure, but not acknowledging them or finding ways to work around them will cause you to fail. Right. So so don't hide from your weaknesses. Just figure out ways to work around them. 